things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week 15 of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. Packers win 26 to 20 on a weekend where everyone we needed to lose to keep our playoff hopes alive did. And we won. So, Coolio. Mm-hmm. Five for five on the weekend if you count the Packer game. So, that yeah. is pretty exciting. I, uh, I mean, we've kind of talked about playoff odds for the last handful of weeks here. And at one point it was like just under 2%, then kind of crept up to four, four and a half percent. And at this point, if we win our last two games next week against the Vikings and then the Lions, we are at currently 87% chance of getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I think dude, I think we need the Commodores to lose. The Commanders. commanders. <laughs> <laughs> to lose one out of two. Yeah. And uh, or the Giants to lose both, which is less likely. But commanders, I mean, it could definitely happen. They they have the quarterback issues or they switched from Wentz to Heineke. Now they're switching from Heineke back to Wentz. Mm-hmm. And you never know. They're going up a good against a good pass rush with the Browns. Browns aren't the best team, even with Deshaun Watson back for them. But they have a good, good uh Defensive front, good pass rush, and Wentz has a history of making some bad decisions when he gets rushed. So I'm hoping, hoping they can do it. And then I think the last week the Commanders play the Eagles, and they did lose to the Cowboys, so they have not clinched the one seed. So um, if they lose to the Saints, which isn't likely, you know they would still be fighting for that one seed. So okay, but all eyes on the noon game. Browns I, uh, and Commanders. Commodores. Um, I think I forgot to say that we played the Dolphins. Um, we won 26 to 20. It was kind of a, a screwy game. It was great to have you there. I appreciated mm-hmm. having you in person. Yeah, happy to be there. Um, but yeah, felt, it, it, you know, there. What? Go ahead. Okay. I felt uh, at times like our, our, we had some defensive and offensive line struggles. Um, that when you were watching the plays, like they came out running the ball, they were just blowing us off the line, um, getting these big holes. We kind of got that short up. And then we struggled with the running game a bit on our, our side, um, on the offense. And of course, they got some good guys, very good, uh, players on their defense and they sure found a way to get to Aaron so mm-hmm. yeah and I think the main thing I was worried about in this game was just stopping their passing game mm-hmm. with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill they have so much speed and talent there and both guys did have a good night Waddle had that long 84 yard touchdown Tyreek Hill had a 52 yard catch and run um Ended up with 246 yards between the two of them and a touchdown for Waddle. So, I mean, we contained them, you know, I would say better later in the game, but they definitely did gouge us for some big yards. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then we got three interceptions in the second half, two in the fourth quarter there that were very helpful, very timely and exciting to see you know, kind of disguising some of our coverage, especially that last one, Razul Douglas kind of faded back from where he was and was able to get the pick. And so it was exciting to see. Um, even Jair Alexander kind of played the passer quite a bit on his. And it looked like for once we can say that the defense adjusted at halftime in this game. Yeah, I think our secondary for sure. Um, 
We did, but how cool was it to see uh, the Mercedes getting involved in the passing game? Yeah, he had a big game. It's been a while since we saw him catch more than one pass in a game. Yeah. He had two for 32 and a touchdown here. He, he's been such a big blocker for yep. us, you know, and huge. I think that. they forgot and, about him on that touchdown. He, he was just yeah. wide open. Well, you don't expect him to be catching passes. He blocks and <laughs> he's kind of just a leader on the offense. But yeah, and Rodgers is always very excited, you know, once he gets some of the ball. So I think they have quite a bit of love between the two of them. Then, well, that was a crazy catch that Mercedes had. It wasn't the touchdown. That was easy. Um, but the one that was close to the end zone, he, uh, he, he made a really nice grab. Mm-hmm. So I was happy for him. Glad I mean, he's been, I think it's 15 years in the league now. Yeah. And as far as those three picks in the second half, it has come out now that Tua had a concussion during the game and he continued to play. So second time this year, third time. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. back to back to back weeks where he got a pretty nasty concussion earlier on. And so you have to imagine that factors into it a good amount. You know, you're trying to make crisp, clean decisions, good throws, and mm-hmm. your brain's all TV static. Yeah. And ringing. Um so did he had three concussions this year, but he played twice with a concussion. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I believe the first one was a nasty hit. And I think he finished that game, continued to play because he like went in the locker room and then came back into the game and they received a lot of kind of feedback on that and some controversy. But that's when they ended up saying it was a back injury. Oh, Mm -hmm. he was only in the locker room because he tweaked his back. It wasn't about the hit to the head, which probably not true at all. No, and you hate to see that if that's the organization's way of dealing with it. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the the big thing besides pass interference they've been talking about for years is yeah. concussions. Yeah, and I mean, you, you're constantly getting hurt, especially at this point in the season, but the brain does not heal the same way the other muscles in your body do. Absolutely. So it's, it's a bummer <laughs> to see. You feel bad for him because he's had such a good season by far above what people expected of him. So it's, you know, he's making kind of something out of his career here. And it's a bummer to see him being hampered by all these concussions. Yeah. I wonder if you're like a parent and you sit him down and say, is it worth it? You want to keep doing this? (laughs) You're going to have lots of money that you won't even know how to spend because your brain's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see so many guys have, major issues later in life, whether it is mm-hmm. brain injuries or just other things. But you always see those clips. I know it's not football, but of Muhammad Ali kind of later in life doing oh, yeah. press and like things like that. And he doesn't even really understand where he is. Right. Yeah. Another bad news. The Packers were two of 14 on third down and two of five in the red zone that lowers our rankings to 19th and 24th respectively. And my question to you is, is that part of the Devontae effect? Uh, It could be. I mean, he was a big part of us always having that safe outlet and ability to get open. I think Mm -hmm. we're trying to kind of replicate that with Romeo Dubs um, and Christian Watson to a point. Alan Lazard has been, you know, big for us on third downs this year, kind of that safety valve for Rodgers, but we didn't see him on he had five catches, but I don't think they really came on those need to have it first downs. It wasn't really those third third down pass plays. He got them other places. And I think Dubs, if I remember, he had a pretty big drop on a third down. Yes, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was, do you remember in the game where, I don't know if it was third down or fourth down, and we just needed like two yards. And and I and I just start speaking out loud. I'm like, just get the yards. Don't throw the bomb. And I believe he did. I Threw it to the end zone. Yeah. Yep. Which just like you can't be surprised at this point. That's what no. he does. Yep. It's it's frustrating, but I mean 
what other team gets it to third and one, fourth and one, and you have to drop three guys in coverage to cover the bomb? <laughs> but uh, overall, yeah, Dubs had an okay game. He had the drops. He ended up with 36 yards. Uh, I thought Christian Watson in the receiving game had a really nice game. He had six catches, 49 yards. He did go out with an injury uh, midway through the game. Not We talked about Mercedes Lewis. I'd say the big one in the receiving game was Randall Cobb. He just did not look like he could get anything going. He had two targets, one catch for five yards. His other one was kind of a contested catch that he dropped. But, I mean, he was not really a factor in this game, and I feel like that's a couple weeks in a row now that mm-hmm. Cobb has been pretty silent. Well, Aaron, is. Uh, are you still going through the receiving stats? Nope. Okay. Aaron finished the game 24 of 38, 238 yards, another non 300 yard game, and finished with a rating 78.6. Tua finished mm-hmm. at uh, 16 to 25, 310 yards, and a rating of 80.8. Yeah. One touchdown for Rodgers, but also another interception. By, I mean, when's the last time we saw Rodgers throwing this many interceptions? It, it just feels. Every week, they're going to get at least one, it feels like. And I don't know. At least we're making it work. The, I know the offense petered out at a lot of big moments on those third and fourth downs, but they did seem to move the ball a lot better than we've seen at points this season, um, even with the running game being kind of quiet. A.J. Dillon had 11 carries, 36 yards, and a touchdown at the goal line. And then Jones, six carries for 25 yards, and Jones also did not do great in uh, in the receiving game. He had nine receiving yards on 12 routes and only uh, only forced one missed tackle this game, which is kind of his MO, being able to shake tacklers, and he was not getting past them this game. Which, I believe he's injured, isn't he? He's been dealing with like a shin and knee injury for weeks where he's kind of limited in practice. So that could be, a, you know, making it hard to plant, make those moves. Well, um, you were right on um, the Miami receiving. They had some really big plays. and um, But the, the thing about the running game, we had 25 carries for 79 yards. And, um, you know, 18 of those yards are from your quarterback. So it just, your average of 3.2, that's that's not great. No, it was interesting to see Roger scrambling this game. We haven't seen that for a while. Yeah, yeah, no, we haven't haven't seen that for a bit, um, or at least not to this amount. He's had some scampers at points when we needed it, but yeah, he was moving quite a bit this game. He was also, I'd say, moving really well in the pocket when they were getting a push. He did take two sacks, um, two sacks for each defense in this game. And Rodgers did fumble it once on a handoff to Dylan. I, I'm not sure. They got uh, it back. They didn't they didn't lose it. Yeah, they I was trying to see who who they credited with the fumble. They did give the fumble to Rodgers, not Dylan. Okay. So they're they're saying it was the handoff, not the not the take. <laughs> um, and two fumbles but, for Tua. So yeah. three interceptions, two fumbles, one of them recovered. But not a great game overall for him, which good for us. We needed this win. Yeah. Well, how'd you like starting out the uh, the game with Nixon returning that um, kickoff to the ten yard line? And I then know. how did you like the fact that we only had ten yards to go and we could only kick a field goal? <laughs> yeah, like, we did not look good on that. I wish Nixon could have gotten it in, but he looked great. Um, I mean, he I think he only played half the game and had. 100 and what was it 180 return yards something crazy uh and it just goes back to we've had this guy on the team all year while we've been struggling in returns with Amari Rodgers and I know you've talked about it being pressure from the GM the goot but uh you know you also want to see the team do what's best to win not protect right. the the front office's pride that is that is a true fact and then um I like to go on the next kickoff for the Dolphins. They said, we're not even going to kick it to the guy. They just squib kicked it. 
they were willing to give up like 20 yards because um, they'd rather have it start on the 40 mm-hmm. than have it that start was weird. on the 10. They almost got, they almost recovered that. It threw off the return game so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, very strange. Mm-hmm. But that was weird. And then we had, um, after that, was it Cobb returning after Keyshawn Nixon yep. got hurt? I think so. Yeah. So not, I mean, you can definitely see the difference. There, we didn't have much for returns after Nixon went out. From what I've seen, I don't know if you've seen any different. It looks like Keyshawn Nixon and Christian Watson should be back for the next game against the Vikings. That's good. Um, and then it's just one more thing on special teams. How <laughs> that uh, abomination of a fake punt the Packers did. What fake punt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you can even call it that. I mean, I don't know why you, why, why do you call that? I mean, I, I feel like those work more often when you have a punter who can throw the ball and you catch him off guard. But, you know, when you run it up mm-hmm. the gut, you still have a lot of push on that line trying to block the punt. Right. So it's not like you're not running against defenders and to do it in your own half on like, what was it? The 30 yard line. And then give the ball back to them almost in the red zone. It's frustrating. Yeah, it was it was not pretty at all. And uh, Lafleur said after the game that he was surprised they left their regular defensive line and instead of the punt um, line. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking if that's the case, then call a timeout. If if it's not going to work, call a timeout and then just punt it away. We already wasted all our timeouts taking too long to get to the line <laughs> every every um, week that it's just yeah i mean it's not this week it's not just this year it's every year with rogers multiple timeouts wasted in a game because i don't know if the call's getting in late if he's trying to read too much on the defense doesn't get guys lined up fast enough but i mean even even the ones we don't call a timeout he's running the play clock down two seconds one second and then right before it would be a delayed game, he snaps it. But a lot of times it's like, oh, God, burn a timeout. Yeah. And those time you need those timeouts at points. Like it has hurt us to not have those timeouts late in halves or late in the game. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, sometimes he says they are justified because um he doesn't want to take the chance of throwing an interception. The defense didn't do what they thought or something. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. what it was, but yeah, yeah, it's tough when you're on this side of the screen. Same reason he takes sacks sometimes rather than throwing it up because he'd rather take a sack than possible interception. But, I mean, we've had plenty of the interceptions this year. Yeah. Yeah, boy, boy the um, the Dolphins really blitzed a lot. A lot of teams won't do that because they think Rodgers is going to burn them. And, and he did. He did get them sometimes, but uh, they also sacked him. So um, it was a close game. Really mm-hmm. came down to the the end. Those interceptions you mentioned at the end really did solidify it. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff, man. I think we had. I'm kind of looking at the defense. We had guys step up, especially like we talked about in the second half. Uh, I thought Preston Smith had a great game at linebacker. He's looked better and better each week. Mm-hmm. I feel like to start the season without Zadarius Smith. Alongside him, he kind of started out more quiet, but he's really come into his own later in the season here. He had two pressures, a sack and a hit, and three total stops in this game. Uh, he, lo- he looked really good. Jaron Reed, mm-hmm. defensive line, uh, looked good. He had four pressures and four stops and then also forced one of the fumbles. And Jair Alexander, he had that really nice interception we talked about. Um, I don't know. Let me look. He gave up five completions. So, I mean, not great, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that's kind of a ball hawk. Typically, he shuts him down less than five completions, but he also tries to get to the ball, and he did get that turnover. Mm-hmm. Darnell Savage looked good. Razul Douglas got the the interception late in the game to kind of seal things. So, yeah. Well, he seems to do that consistently, too. Yeah, he's a playmaker. You know, I, he came out of nowhere it felt like last year and so it's nice to see him really settle in and have his spot on the defense to shine yeah i is he the one that we picked up 
off of somebody's practice squad. Yeah. I so can't no, remember what team. Somebody that, it was like, wow, it's amazing when that happens. And I'm happy, not just for when they're Packer players, but I'm happy when a guy's been just scrapping and scrapping, trying to break into the league or get a consistency going. And then they finally get a chance and they just, okay, this is my system. This works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it really shows how the system that the players are playing in can really help or hurt them. You know, some guys need certain key players around them who play a certain way, a certain defensive system or offensive system if they're on the other side of the ball. And we kind of talked about that last week with young quarterbacks coming in and being expected to play right away. But you see, like, certain quarterbacks will just kind of bounce around a lot of years until they find the system that really works for them and clicks with their talents. And it, it kind of works at every position. You need something that works to your skill set. Right. I never understood why sometimes we'll use uh, defensive line <clears throat> or linebackers where somebody will trade for a guy or draft a guy, but they never played in your scheme. And you're not going to change your scheme for the guy. And so they get there and people are like, well, what's wrong with him? He was so good. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's kind of like Russell Wilson right now in Denver. I mean, it's gotten really bad there. And yeah. I don't know. Is that I mean, all scheme? They fired Nathaniel Hackett yeah. after that game against the Rams. Worst offense in the league and you let him put up 51. <laughs> and I don't know if it's scheme with Russell Wilson but it also feels like he he has really lost the locker room. His teammates do not seem to really like him or believe in him. And I think that's a big part of it. Maybe I mean he it just feels like a he's like a robot whenever you see him in press conferences or other things like like he's he had a I don't remember what teammate. One of his teammates a few weeks ago said Russell Wilson holds himself like he's running for president. <laughs> and I thought that that really spoke a lot. Like, you know, he's like a politician trying to just protect his image and his PR at all costs. Yeah. Well, it could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but <clears throat> sometimes it happens, you know, like uh, maybe they kept them under wraps or they kept um, that in Seattle, they, they were able to keep the boys together. But um, it is not working for him in Denver at all. And they're not going to get Agreed. rid of Russell. They paid him all that money and they had a big contract. Yeah. And a lot of PR around bringing him in. Uh-huh. It, uh, hey. It's funny with that Rams-Broncos game. I mean, you have Walmart owners on both sides of the ball for both teams. It's like... I didn't I didn't catch that. I knew, I knew Bronco. They just bought the team. Yeah, and then um, they're part owners of the Rams. Oh. A different member of the Walmart family. Oligarchs, here we come. Um, I was just want to say uh, a couple of congratulations. Uh, congratulations to Mr. Versatile. Elton Jenkins signed a new four-year deal, which includes a $24 million signing bonus worth 68 mil. With incentives, it could hit 74. Um and let's see. Oh, Mason Crosby um, set a franchise record for most consecutive games played with 256. He broke Favre's record. Mm-hmm. He did that. So, boy, he was reliable. I think he was four for four in field goals and two extra points on this game. Yeah, not bad. A uh, couple other highlights quick on the defense I wanted to go over. Um, I thought Devondre Campbell had a nice game. Uh, We didn't see him a ton in the tackling, but he did have one of the interceptions on a really nice play. Uh, Ennis Gaines, who we haven't seen much of, had some nice tackles, but he also had two really nice tackles in special teams that came up big. Um, And then some guys kind of underperforming. Quay Walker got just shoved around in the red zone. Um, at points, and then also just playing zone coverage in general. He he looked pretty bad, had some missed tackles. Uh, Adrian Amos, who we talk about positively quite a bit 
on this show did get pushed around um, for some big catches, uh, including the 52-yarder from Tyreek Hill. And then the last two I want to highlight is we've, we've talked a lot about Kingsley Inigbari lately, but he did not have a great game in this one. Um, he did get a hit on Tua and a batted pass, but otherwise he struggled quite a bit rushing the pass. And then the last one here to highlight is Devontae Wyatt, defensive line. And that's a big one because that's who is going to be getting all the snaps now with Dean Lowry going on IR. It goes to the rookie Devontae Wyatt. And he did not look good at all this game. He had two pressures in the pass rush, but he hit really bad in run defense. Hmm. Okay. Well, you were talking about getting pushed around. Do you remember that pass to Watson in the end zone? It was kind of a, it was a chunk. It was a big pass. And the defender is running with him. They just get into the end zone. And just before the ball gets there, the defender like shoves him out of the way and intercepts the ball. And Watson's like looking at the refs, like nothing you're going to do is going to change that call. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go back and say, oh, we missed it. But there was quite a bit of stuff we talked they, about during the game. They that, were very the physical were. in the secondary and were not calling anything. Were there any pass interference plays? I don't know. This game? Because I, I know we were like into the second half and we we're like, they've been all over the receivers all game, nothing being called. And we were like, are we doing the same thing when we're on defense? And I know we saw a couple where it was like, okay, like we had hands on them quite a bit there and there's no call. So maybe it's going both ways, but. It's like a umpire in baseball where they have their different strike zones and you have to adjust to it every yeah. game. As as long as they're consistent, you know, that that's what you want. So yeah, I agree. it's hard to know going in what you're going to see. You know, who you just wasn't... don't want the you don't want the, the reps making the game. Mm-hmm. You want to let the players, which is very <laughs> common in the NFL. The refs making the game one way or the other. You know who wasn't um, pushed around this game? Who? Zach Tom. Once again, getting the start with Bakhtiari injured. Our fourth round pick looked really good in there. Once again, he has been solid at left tackle. He gave up two hurries on Rodgers, but that was it. Um, and in those three starts he's had for Bak- in front of Bakhtiari, He's given up only four total pressures Jeez. and zero sacks on 114 pass blocking snaps. Wow. Well, that's impressive. Um, depth on great the to have him. Yeah, if we can get Bakhtiari back and then we just have that, have that depth going into the playoff push. I was going to say playoffs, but we don't know for <laughs> sure we're making playoff got, push. Let me take that back. <laughs> don't jinx it. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, are you through your stats? Do you um, have anything else you want to touch? No, no, you're good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I brought up uh, Jenkins getting that, that uh, extension. Um, and we got uh, some interesting free agents coming up after this season. Uh, Lazard, Randall Cobb. I don't know how much they're going to try and keep him. Um, tight end Robert Tonyan and Mercedes Lewis. Um. Dean Lowry just went on the IR. Safety, Adrian Amos. And Keyson Nixon, along with Mason Crosby. Keyshawn. Thank you. Um, You should be able to remember that one. Keyshawn. (laughs) Keyshawn. Yeah, I mean, that's some big names. I know from what I've seen, though, we're looking pretty good on the cap. We have some money to spend on guys we want to keep or new guys we might want to bring in. So that's good to see. We have quite a bit of wiggle room. I don't know if you've seen the bears have by far the most cap space in the NFL. Yes, I did. I did see that earlier. Yeah. So good for them. uh, Yeah, it's working. Yeah. Um, All right. You got, uh, you ready for the game ball? I'm ready for the game ball. Let's do it. All right. And now, time for the Game Ball. Uh, 
This week's game ball goes to the old man, Mr. AARP, <laughs> Mercedes Lewis at tight end. I thought you were going to say Mason Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I mean, that'd be a good one, too. I think he was six for six in this game. And he, he got the record, as you said, most games played as a Packer over far. So that would have been a decent one, too. Um, but I'm going with Lewis. He had a touchdown pass on that fourth down and the 31-yarder diving over the shoulder catch. He's back, baby. He's back for the <laughs> run to the playoffs. <laughs> that's right. We're going. I, so that's the game ball. How do you feel about... uh? Let's forget about you know the Commanders, Giants, what we need to happen there. How do you feel about the Packers' odds winning these last two games at Lambeau against the Vikings and the Lions? Uh, Vikings coming this Sunday, 325 mm-hmm. game time. Um, you know, <sighs> and I think they're 11-0 now on close one-score games this year. The Vikings? Yeah. 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 Um. <clears throat> So I guess that's the trick. Don't let it get close in the uh, yeah. Yeah, let's blow them out. That's right. a good game and plan, right? I I feel like we've got a decent shot here to win this game. Um, I think so too. But and then as far as the Lions go, um, I mean they're both dome teams. They're coming to Lambeau end of December, first part of Jan. Um. So I I yeah I'd say. For the Vikings, I'd say 60-40 right now. I haven't looked okay. at their by the way, I didn't look at their injury report, but uh, by the been... way, at Packers.com they got uh, they updated the uh, injury report if you like that better. Oh well well we're going. They they put it up. Yep. Yep. Uh the Vikings only have four players listed. Um and four players. Uh, okay. Oh wow. That's a short injury report for this yeah, time. It's for year. this time of year. Yeah. Look at that. Cameron Dantzler, full practice. Oh, bummer. I, ours, I ours is looking remember. a little long, however. Oh, my Some gosh. Big yeah. name this players. This is what it normally looks like this time of year. Yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't know Jair Alexander had an injury, but he is full practice with a forearm injury. Uh, David Bakhtiari, as always, is on there. Chris Barnes, Rudy Ford, Elton Jenkins, knee limited practice. Aaron Jones, knee ankle limited practice. Yash Nijman, shoulder limited practice. And then did not practice is Keyshawn Nixon, Aaron Rodgers, Christian Watson. Yeah, hopefully yeah, we Aaron get Watson back. He has been it. such a difference maker when he's on the field. Mm-hmm. I agree. Aaron's... Uh... In addition to his other issues, he's now got a bad, a bum knee. So, um, old man's I falling think. apart. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> what is he now? Is he 39? I think so. I think yeah. so. I, I can look quick here. Um, one, one thing as far as the Viking game here, Vikings haven't played outdoors in about 50 days. Oh, wow. Okay. Rodgers is 39 years old. Yeah, so, I mean, they they haven't been dealing with the cold. You know, they play at home in the Dome. I, I wish it'd be a little colder, actually. It looks like it's going to be 30, I think, they're saying, oh, around yeah, 30 that's... on Sunday. So, it's not horrible. Um, no. You don't want it too cold. We've had those times it's like, oh, you know, frozen tundra and Packers get an advantage, but it doesn't always seem like it works out that way. A lot of times it feels like I kind agree. of a kind of an equalizer in a lot of ways with the weather. Yeah. So may, maybe 30 yeah, we'll is that see. sweet spot. <laughs> do they uh did they give you any kind of precipitation in that forecast? Uh let me I can pull it up here. I think last time I looked, there wasn't any. Let's see. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. No. There's only a 7% chance of rain. Hmm. So, probably not. Low wind. 41 degrees now. It went up. It's getting warm. Yeah. 
intervals well, of cloud and a lot of sunshine. Well, I was hoping we'd get something that, you know, maybe could slow down their run game a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, as always, hope for a good game, no more injuries, and a win. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can do it. Um, I think, you know, we're playing for a lot more than they are in really knock on wood with this statement, but it seems like we've had a lot of energy going into these games, you know, a lot of momentum wanting to win. Cause we've talked about that so much under the floor that just some games that come out so low energy, let themselves get pushed around. I think part of it might be Rogers too. He, he seems so focused on this playoff push. Every time you see them talking to him, he, he, uh, you know, he he's dead focused on the fact that they have a chance to make the playoffs, even when it was such a low chance and now it's getting higher and higher. I think he he's really kind of focusing that mentality in the locker room. I agree. Um, I'm just trying to think. I can't remember his name, the secondary coach. Um, Rich Basaccia. Not the secondary, the secondary, not special teams. Oh, sorry. Secondary um, coach. But he, um, some of the players said that at halftime, because we were giving up so many big plays, that the always mild mannered hmm? Jerry Gray. Okay. They said he's always really mild, even keeled, and just kind of lit him up at halftime. I guess yeah. it was pretty. And they said when somebody that never yells is losing it, we kind of mm-hmm. notice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always fear the anger of a quiet man. That That's not me. That's Patrick Rothfuss. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, you want to go through the picks? Yeah, let's go to the picks. Let's see here. Oh, by the way, speaking of that secondary, we need to stop Justin Jefferson. That's oh, a key. we're going to do it this time? We gotta not not only does he torch people for so many yards every game, he does it on key plays. That's the frustrating thing. Like every time they have a gotta have it play, seems like he finds a way to make it happen. So I don't know. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a really tough game, I think. But I I'd, I'd say I'm more in the you said 60 40, I'd say 55 45 for me. Okay. But right, you, so you even, pick the Vikings. No, even if we win, though, (laughs) um, it's it's a tough game against the Lions, who will probably also be fighting for a playoff spot. So, yeah, yeah, in the playoffs, couple weeks here. All right, let's go into the picks. So we went into this last week tied up. We both took the Jaguars, Jaguars, to beat the Jets. We were both correct. We both thought the Lions would beat the Panthers. We were both wrong. I took the Vikings over the Giants. I was correct. We both took the Bills to beat the Bears. Got it right. Saturday night. I took the Raiders. You took the Steelers. And the Steelers won it. And then we both took Packers. Got it right. We both took the Bucks to beat the Cardinals. Got it right. And we both took the Chargers to beat the Colts. And we got it right. Which means we go into this next week tied up still. <laughs> we... And we have, let's see, five games to pick, starting with Thursday night football, Cowboys at Titans. Yeah, I'm, I, to me, this is a no-brainer. I don't believe the Titans starting quarterback is going to be playing. Um, Cowboys just had a big win, so I'll go with the Cowboys. Yeah, me too. Titans have not even just that quarterback. They've been floundering a lot this year. They had a pretty strong year going. Started out rough, made a really nice push, winning a lot of, I think, eight games in a row. And now they're just kind of falling apart on passing, running game, defense, and probably a pretty frustrating season if you're a Titans fan at the moment. I would agree. Bears at Lions. I'm going to say Lions. You're saying Lions, huh? You sure about that? So you're going to the Bears? No, I'm going Lions. The thing about the Bears is Justin Fields has looked so good every game lately. Like, running the ball, passing the ball. He he looks like a future superstar out there. 
but they still lose all the games as a team. Yeah. <laughs> Vikings at Packers. I got the pack. Same. All right. Steelers at Ravens. It's a, this is an interesting one. Um, it is an interesting one. I think there's some injuries that might come into play here. Um, are the, Do you know if the Steelers are still in it at all? Uh, I, I don't think they are. Um, let me look AFC playoff picture. I think what they're fighting for is, um, what, uh, what's their head coach's name again? I'm blanking on it. Oh, uh, I can see him. I, I can't do Mike Tomlin. There you go. Uh, Tomlin has that crazy long streak of at least 500 seasons. He's never had a losing season. I think that's what they're fighting for, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, they are still technically on the bubble. They are seven and eight with a chance to make the wild card. Technically. Uh, I'll go with the Steelers. You going Steelers? All right. Hmm. I was also going to go Steelers. But I think I'll I'll go Ravens at home then. I'll go Ravens. No Lamar Jackson, if I'm correct. Yes, I believe you are correct. It's um Tyler Huntley, I think. And for the Steelers, uh Pickett Pickett has been looking good. He mm-hmm. he had a rough start to his rookie season, mid season when they made him the starter, but he's looked better and better and the Things look like they're really starting to click for the Steelers there. George Pickens is a really nice rookie receiver for them. And then we ended out, so that's Sunday night, then we have Monday night Bills at Bengals. This this will be a fun game. I I agree. I agree. Um, Both teams are have clinched uh, the playoffs, I was going to say their division. Bills have clinched their division and currently have the one seed. Bengals have clinched the playoffs, not yet the division, technically. Okay. Um, I'll go with the home team. You're going Bengals? Yeah. All right. Yeah, they're they're fun. Uh, I'm taking Bills. Oh, Oh yeah. I I mean, I think Bills have been in a bit of a slump lately, but their slump is still better than most teams best. They're they're still winning most of the games. Um Bengals have looked really good winning a lot of games. Um I feel like they did kind of have a slump this last week. Um when they were playing uh who who were they playing again? They they played the Patriots. They they started, I think, touchdowns on their first three drives, just moving the ball, no problem, looking really good. And then they just kind of stalled the rest of the game and let the Patriots come back in it and, you know, make a game of it. So I'll go Bills. Okay. So we're tied up. We differ on Steelers and Ravens and Bills and Bengals. Sunday night, Monday night. I got a boy. I watched a lot of uh, football this past weekend. All those games on Saturday. Yeah, weird to have them all on Saturday. And then quite a. <clears throat> I mean, I think last I saw last time, Christmas fell on a Sunday. They had two games that Sunday, and was it three or four? This Sunday. Yeah. yeah you're just gonna say yeah. Yeah. Three three games. It was three games. See, I was right. <laughs> So, yeah, interesting to have them all on Saturday. It was weird to be able to watch the Red Zone channel on a Saturday. I was hoping they would have it on. I was glad that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to watch commercials. So, uh, speaking of Red Zone, looks like uh, Google will be purchasing the uh, NFL ticket. Yep, YouTube TV. Yep. What are you going to do, huh? What are you going to do? I think we're gonna we're gonna move. Are you? You going all digital? Get rid of that satellite? I, it's tempting. You know, your mom and I both talking about it. It's like we just got to really sit down and look at, you know, 
put pen to paper and what we what we like to watch um and you know what we're willing to give up i guess too so mm -hmm. you have an you have access to most of the streaming services at this point yeah and then i think like youtube live youtube tv whatever they call it or hulu live you know i think it's pretty much all the same channels that you can get on those as you can cable or satellite at this point okay so well it uh it took them a while to get it to their opening i think to get it done before the season started but uh yeah yeah i i think it's funny um people in my generation always talk about the their streaming service that they have to pay for i don't know if you know that where where you do kind of like socialism of streaming services through your friends mm -hmm. group everyone pays for one so I, I pretty much have them all but i only pay for um hbo mm. and then i have netflix hulu what what's the other one peacock all those <laughs> i think um so if you believe the stories um netflix is going to get rid of uh, password sharing even though that's how they built their business was say yeah go ahead it's fine share the password yeah they used to have the christmas commercials share a gift share a password something like that mm -hmm. um they've been saying that for years though and there's so much backlash every time they bring it up i don't i don't know if they will well supposedly early next year they're going to start rolling it out. They, and I think they're going to start like in Brazil or something. They're not going to start right in the U.S. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. I I would imagine that would just result in a lot more people taken to the high seas. Uh-huh. I'm going to be curious when they can get numbers for the amount of people that leave DirecTV. Because there's so many of them that were beholden to DirecTV for the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Daniel has um, DirecTV, or no, not DirecTV. He has the Sunday ticket separate from DirecTV because they rolled that out, I think, was it two years ago, that you don't need DirecTV at all to get Sunday ticket. So he has yeah. it as a completely separate service. That You have to pay for it. It's still like 200 bucks, I think. Yeah, to, no, to it's get. still not cheap. But you can get it without DirecTV now. I have to look. Some... Who was it we were supposed to do a shout out? We forgot last week. Oh, yeah. Thank you From for their reminding Facebook me. Group. Glenn Galloway. Hey, Glenn. Um, hey, Glenn. Asked him to put up or if he wanted to put up a new comment or any further stuff he wanted us to talk about. But I'll, I'll read off his previous comment here. He was talking about... and. We, we forgot the shout out, but we did kind of touch on the question last week of um, Joe Barry. So he says, hey, guys, thanks for the insights you always bring to us fans during the season. Yeah, I think the Joe Barry experiment has run its course. When we put up 33 points and yet managed to lose, then the defense is the problem. I don't dispute that at all. And like we said, this is like maybe the first game all season I can think of where it looked like the defense made adjustments and mm -hmm. kind of figured something out in the second half. We, we've we been better against the run the last few weeks. You can definitely say that. That might get hurt with Dean Lowry out. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Devante, Devante Wyatt filling in is anywhere near the run stopper as Lowry. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. I even... uh randomly in the car today had um k fan the local sports channel radio channel on yeah i'd been listening to the monday night game while driving home and uh they were literally as i started the car they were talking about dean lowry causing issues for dalvin cook and then uh uh was who is it paul allen paul allen, paul allen goes oh Oh, look at this. Just came across the ticker. Dean Lowry goes to IR. Happy day. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Because <laughs> for, for context, everyone, we live in the heart of Minnesota where they're cheering against the Packers. Cheering against the oh, Packers yeah. probably more than they cheer for the Vikings. 
I think you might be right in some cases, you know, <laughs> yeah. at one point, um, when we first moved to this house, uh, put up a flagpole, U.S. flag and the POW flag. And I was thinking about putting a Packer flag up there. And your mom was like, uh, do you want to keep the flags? Because they're not going to let you fly a Packer flag in this Ape neighborhood. the house, break the windows, pull their kids from Marsha's daycare. <laughs> all right buddy. thank you for writing in glenn galloway we'd love to have you comment more on the facebook group anything you want us to shout out on the show same goes for anyone else join us at bleeding green and gold on facebook and become part of the conversation we'd love to hear from you all right let's keep this december streak going that's now right. Take on the Queens from Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun game. Knowing the Vikings this season, it's going to be an exciting nail biter of a game. Hoping we get take it home. Out of boy. Defend the home turf. All right. Until next week, go pack. Go. No, 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 no. <laughs> we we didn't get the cease and desist, so I can stick with it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, go pack, go. Go.